What up, y'all? I'm your host, Al. And I'm Brian. And this is Black, Black and, and Brown. Brown. Yeah, that's twice we got that, John. Yeah, yay. So uh, today's a, a special podcast because we have a guest with us. Um, she's actually a friend of ours, so we'll allow her to introduce herself. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Melanie. Uh, I guess I'm on here because I'm both black and brown, so Ooh. there's that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we're mixing it up a little bit. So if you've been listening, obviously it's just been Al and me for a while, and we heard you guys, you're tired of us, sign up. <laughs> but like, you know, we're trying to mix it up, so uh, hopefully we can kind of have like, you know, new new guests kind of coming on. So this is our first guest, so you have the honor, I guess if you want to call it honor. <laughs> yes, yes indeed. Yes, of being with us um, on this podcast. um so as as always um just to kind of give a little feedback of what this podcast is about this podcast is about it's pretty much just two friends uh one black the other brown and today another one who is black and brown um and we talk about everything that's anything always keeping it funny chill and real so uh yeah so we always choose a topic to kind of go on so today's pretty important what's the topic so today's topic um, is going to be code switching, hmm. you know, and uh, I wanted to lay that out, for, especially for us, you know, people of color. Um, first of all, how do you guys define code switching? I guess ladies first. Well, okay, so. <laughs> Takes it over. Give it back now. Right, right. Uh, well, I guess for me, I guess code switching, I looked this up on Wikipedia, so I don't know this off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, but it's apparently it came from a linguistic term. Mm. So it was only about language and right. having mastery of two or more languages, and you can kind of switch back and forth at will. Um, so for me, it's more, it, it is that, but it's also like, how you carry yourself, how you present yourself as well. So, like, for me, maybe my hair might be a way I code switch. Like, mm, right. yeah, maybe it might be point. more fluffy. I might not put as many, not straighten it, not put as many, like, stuff, right. chemicals in it, yeah. depending on who I'm with and if I want to look professional or not. Right. True, true. Yeah. You want to go? I was about to. Oh, so go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Um, I guess code switching for me would be like, you know, do you use JavaScript or Python? It's like, no. <laughs> a little nerd joke for there. Um, no, but in reality, like, I definitely, yeah, I, being per- someone who speaks, uh, and I think all of us in this uh, room, speaks different languages, right? right. So th- in that reality, I, I kind of understood it that we, we switch between Spanish and, and English or mm-hmm. French and English or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, more than that, as people of color, like, mm-hmm. we switch codes um based on how we look how we talk how we present ourselves and since we're primarily focused on a professional setting code switching to me is that you live in some kind of dual realities sometimes i would say that you sometimes like bother to what do you are you the real self and is this my real self you know that kind of kind of fighting within you of who's the real me and and i think that code switching to me is is that is that you don't get to be yourself in every single setting. You have to be a certain type of code. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, I definitely do concur with the both of you guys. I mean, um, the way you carry yourself as, as you know, as far as your demeanor is concerned, yes, that's, a, that's some sort of code switching. But, you know, most importantly, code switching, like Brian said, I think um, what he's saying, too, is how I comprehended it, where it's like, you know, when... 
you let's per, for example per se you at a workplace mm -hmm. and you know we all do work together i think we forgot to actually mention yeah, that yeah, we so all. we do work together <laughs> who are you <laughs> and you know code switching to me is the way we interact with the mainstream community versus when we among ourselves right so yeah. when we among ourselves oh, it's a certain level of you know i guess um not necessarily urbanness but you know certain level of our characters our true selves is what we tend to portray right yeah so i speak as comfortable as i can speak when i'm you know when i talk to brian but when i talk to my you know mainstream counterparts i tend to code switch because you know there's that there's that subconsciousness i guess if i may of me saying well if you sound a certain way then you're going to be viewed a certain way right yeah, yeah. so you got to sound not just professional, but it's like you kind of force into sounding smart. So the question that that I want to tell um, ask you guys, and you know, I want to have another go around, where it's like, what is it in us, right, mm -hmm. that makes us feel? And code switching's been around forever, right? So yeah. you have, you know, older black folks will call it your white voice. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, and it's like people call it different things. Your white voice, like mm -hmm. try, your interview voice, and you know, all these different. Um, names that they call it so m me my question is what is it in us that just make us feel like that makes us feel like we don't suffice as ourselves as our true identity and why is it that do we feel like we got a code switch mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying and yeah. you know obviously i can talk about a book that i referenced before me brian and i talked about it and it's um by Frank Fanon, who was a, you know, um, PhD guy who, who was like one of the first to, to really dwell into that. And he took the case of people from Martinique mm -hmm. who, when they were talking to um, the black folks from Martinique or Africans, they sp spoke a certain way versus when they talked to their white, you know, European um, people. And it's like he dwelled into that and he was asking himself as, you know, he's a medical doctor and he was asking himself, do we go through some sort of schizophrenic type? You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. multiple personalities. So I'm mm -hmm. posing that question. What is it about us that make us feel like we don't suffice? A and B, what is it really doing to us? <laughs> Yo, I'll be like. I'm posing a question and I'm just answer the question. I'm pose a question. <laughs> well, but hey, that's, that's but let me I'm ask you. I'm gonna tell you ten more times. <laughs> right. So, if, all right, Melanie, if you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. it's a valid question. Um, I guess for me, it's like wherever I am, I have to constantly prove that I should be there. So it's more like a mm. I have to prove that I fit in mm. or that I can kind of cohabit with these people mm -hmm. and be like a nice. I guess, woman, like, just to kind of play back and forth with them in their way, on their turf, hmm. in order for me to get forward in my own way. So, like, I don't know, like, my boyfriend talks about how, he, he goes to, an he works at an engineering firm, okay. and they're all white, they all own, like, yachts and stuff, and they're all into, like, football and baseball. He was never into that, but in order to communicate with them, in order to make connections with them, right. he got into it, mm. just for that. Mm. He would just look it up. Right. So I think adopting somebody else's mannerisms when you're the only one with your own is a way to kind of integrate yourself into the group. Hmm. Okay. Well, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, so I think in, in a similar sense, kind of following you up, Melanie, is that, yeah, I mean, we do, I, I know that I, when I do it, it's like I'm talking to an individual 
I've early on, probably like when I started working, I did it a lot, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I spoke a certain way, you mm-hmm. know, I, I talked a certain way. And more and more, I've come to find that, you know, just personally, I'm trying to do it less, but it's there's still a need for it, you know, like even yeah, if even if you yeah. didn't want to um, be it in, a, in any professional setting, but like, you know, if, if I'm at a meeting mm-hmm. or, or something and, you know, the client says something that I don't necessarily resonate with <laughs> to, say, <laughs> to say the least <laughs> yeah, right? i have to i have to think in a sense obviously first like a business person professionally like right. okay i can't just kirk out on somebody but the other aspect is like i i'm talked that way because of how i look you know mm-hmm. right. uh, maybe i don't look as important in terms of all the other white folks sitting around me right i look yeah. like the the note taker you know even though the janitor, I'm not, you know like yeah, the, the jan- way they do it. right whatever whatever mm-hmm. i may look like to them right so into some sense talking with melanie is that i talk like that so that i somehow prove that i that i that can you, sit at the table that you belong yeah. Yeah. yeah right so so yeah i mean that's mm-hmm. a part of really why i think i continue to do it is that there are these kind of expected norms of uh of a of a individual to talk and look a certain way in a professional setting. Gotcha. Like, I mean, that's very interesting. I think both of you guys do have very valid points. But, you know, as people of color, once again, like, all we can do is, you know, um, sort of ask ourselves. Because I think these are conversations that need to take place. Because we do know what co-switching is. Yeah, yeah. And we definitely did define it in our own different ways. But it obviously comes back to the same thing and earlier you talked about how somehow somehow you know when you go to certain places you gotta adjust how even your appearance looks you know what i'm saying like you gotta press your hair versus Mm. whatever whatever which i think is a much more intricate um um topic much more intricate i mean i've touched it before and it's like it's really (laughs) no resolving it you get into a whole another realm Mm. but Mm -hmm. i guess what i want to say is you know once again like do we want to establish our identity or do we just kind of want to fit in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I guess for me, I sound sort of the same when I'm at the office. And Brian had told no, you. No, no, no you're so not, polite. I didn't no, even. No, no, other than I did not know. Saying, until but, <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously, yeah, I don't tell them, Melanie. Tell real, them. real. Somebody obviously, tell I am. No, no, no. But obviously, I am polite. I mean, I, but that's how I am in real life, too. I don't I don't expect you not to be Right, polite. exactly. Yeah. That's how I am in real life, too. But I guess what I want to say is, you know, when I'm at the office, like when I talk to the principal, who's pretty much my boss, mm-hmm. I don't code switch necessarily. Like, I try not to. Ever since I've read these books, and this this is what? It's been maybe eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. I read these books, and I'm like, no, I got to establish my identity. And I don't code switch. Now, however, I do code switch, and I know I'm conscious of the way I code, well, well at least the, the fact that I code switch yeah. when I talk to an outside party. So when I'm talking to the consultants, yeah. that voice... <laughs> our voice is not the same you Ernie. know what I'm saying I pick up the phone and I'm like Ernie hey y'all hi y'all you know what I'm saying uh, yeah. but because obviously I know that I represent our firm I know that mm-hmm. it's like you don't want to sound a certain way even the, the depth of your voice literally the depth of your voice I try to obviously I have a the fairly depth of your voice but, <laughs> but no I, I have a fairly deep voice you you know what I'm saying? Like, the, I have a uh, fairly... Viewers, or viewers, <laughs> listeners. Listeners. Uh, let me know who, who got the deeper voice. Like, uh, <laughs> but no, no, but you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you kind of got to alleviate that. Right. And it's like, you c- got to be softer. I was like, you yeah. got to pick up the phone and be like, hello? 
Sorry, no. <laughs> no, but I mean, obviously not no, that no, high-pitched no. voice. I don't but offend you. you kind of have to, like, alleviate that because you don't want to come across as but, assertive. But yeah. is it that deep? Like, I feel like... But that's, I, I don't, that's the question I want to pose. I hope it's not that like, deep. It's, like, I mean, like, for me, obviously when I mentioned it, it was, like, talking to a client, right? Mm-hmm. Third, third party outside the business. Right. So I understand that when I, as a business professional Mm -hmm. i do represent my company to some extent right whether or not they represent me is another question but um but they they represent you know the uh i represent the company so i will interact with the client accordingly however Mm -hmm. in terms of like fluctuations of my voice you Mm. know i think that just like for anybody who and if you're doing that and i don't know if you are but I i do think that's that's not healthy man like any i think code switching as a as a like first as a someone who speaks two languages obviously mm-hmm. we do that a lot right yeah. uh we have to switch between you know back and forth and you're switching literally between cultures yeah. cultures yeah. nuances you know like yeah. a, a bunch of different oh ways phrases yeah. yes. there's so much but in terms of like if we're talking you know what i normally if i'm kicking it with the homies or whatever right mm-hmm. versus like chilling with you know I'm chilling with my boss talking <laughs> with my boss <laughs> you know like uh it's very different and and i think um the healthy aspect of that is that I'm going to keep it professional, right? Right. And one thing I will say is that, uh, you know, kind of listening to, to you talk, Al, is that, you know, in terms of the voices on this, I'm not concerned of that. But what I am concerned about mm-hmm. is, like, how do I get across my idea right. and my way of saying something right. without, quote, unquote, breaking character? You know, like, mm-hmm. in a sense of, like, okay, I'm supposed to be, like, and, and, and you could probably speak on this. I was like, when you're angry, like I know when I'm angry, like mm-hmm. I have ways that I can react, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So obviously, it's professional to react in a very healthy way, where you could say, "Oh, weather's not healthy," <laughs> but to say like, "Oh, I'm, uh, I don't like what you just said yeah, right now. Yeah. It made me upset." You know, <laughs> right. Blah, 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 that blah. is not how we express <laughs> yeah. ourselves. Versus like. Hey, yo, man, let me go see you outside real quick. <laughs> like, no, hey, yo, my man. <laughs> no, but really, though, but no. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, it's part of, and, like, I know I'm kind of, you know, hijacking your spot. Nah. But, <laughs> but, like, it's sort of like, you know, what is that really doing to us? Like, even, it's like you're not really free. You know, when situations happen, you kind of, like, don't really express yourself as you would yeah. In real, you go know yeah. like in real life. Why? Because once again, is that there's that burden that we do have, whether it's a psychological, whatever it is. But yeah. it's like it's there. It exists. So it's like, oh, I gotta adjust myself. I gotta, you know, behave a certain way. So what is that do- doing to us? Mm. You know. No, I feel it. I think part of it is not just like, like I want to prove that I'm be that I can be here and stuff. Right. It's. It's also kind of like I want, like it's my responsibility to counteract the, like what perception. is it? The, the, yeah, the Thank perception you. that they've given, Thank that you. they've handed to us. Thank you. We get so, in there. like existing in a place where you're a minority, you're a person of color. Yes. You constantly have to battle against the yes. perception. Yes. So, like for you, your voice, like t- people generally tend to perceive black men as more dangerous. So you're making your voice higher to make you seem right less dangerous. <laughs> yeah, for right. real. So, I was just in here. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're definitely touching yeah. on it. Yes, uh, great point. Great point. Which, which you know, leads me to say, you know, like on that aspect where it's like we're trying to fight this perception, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like as a person of color, you're you're always fitting into molds, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let's say, for example, you know, you may listen to all of us here, and you may say. 
you know, they don't sound too Spanish. They don't sound too mm. uh, black, you know. Sinhalese. Uh, they might sound, yeah, they don't sound Nicaraguense or whatever, mm. you know. Right. Yeah. You don't sound a certain way, so we don't fit into that mold. Mm. But then it's like, you go to work and you try to, what, do you, what mold are you fitting into there? Mm-hmm. And, and my, my question always is, when I think about code switching, and which is why I've kind of like retracted the way I've been operating in, in terms of, you know, professionally. Like, mm-hmm. I say yeah. what I mean and I mean it when I say it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what mold am I fitting into? And that's my question. Like, there's this perception of us, yes, of how I shouldn't or how they perceive me, mm-hmm. which is a mold that's cast by the media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's the mold of, like, what a, not just a, a worker, because you could brush this off and say, well, everyone has to be professionally. Yeah. It's not just that. You're denied certain aspects of your culture, your identity, or who you are. Thank mm-hmm. you. In order to be viewed as professional. And Thank for you. me, Thank you. that's where I draw the issue. Right. It's yeah. like, I'm not talking that I want to go in there cursing up a storm, saying whatever the heck of I want. Of course not. And no. disrespecting not. people yeah. left and right. No. No. First of all, that's a mold you might think I should be. Right. And second of all, that's not who I want to be. Right. What I want to be is freely express myself without the fear of being an outsider, Great being point. ostracized. Great that, point. That's my thing. Great point. Yeah. And, um, you know, what you were saying, once again, I know I refer to him a whole lot because he's literally <laughs> my... Hero. Hero, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Major. Uh, Dr. Shahunta Jope. He's yeah. literally yeah. my hero. But his um, opus magnum, I want to say, is, you know, um, um, civilizational barbarism. Mm-hmm. And in that book, like one of the, la- the, the last, very last chapter, if I'm not making a mistake, the last chapter, chapter 18, he goes on, you know, explaining what is a language, right? So, you know, and, and I heard this other guy, this other doctor, Dr. Um, Lopez, go mm-hmm. go into what a language is per what the book says, right? Yeah. And your language is not just the, th- the, the vocal element that you utter. Your language is literally, it's part of your DNA. It's, it's the way you listen to music. It's the way you cook. Your mm-hmm. body language, you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, all of that, yeah. even when you were given things, the way mm-hmm. you just oppose the items, that's mm-hmm. part of your language. The way you walk, it is literally part of your language, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy, the way he explains it is, so, you know, NBA in the 50s, when obviously when black people weren't allowed to play mm-hmm. and versus when black people started playing, you know, Michael Jordan put the black language in the, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah, into like basketball. And he made it look beautiful. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And right. it's like even music, like you take Spanish music when it's played in, it was played in Spain versus mm-hmm. when, the, um, you know, the Latino, which yeah. is a mixture of, African and, and European and Native American, when they touched it, it sounded different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the reggaeton, salsa, whatever yeah. it is. But but because that's... Reggaeton. Well, reggaeton, <laughs> right, my bad. But you know what I mean? That's me. Because... Never reggaeton <laughs> But But um, um, their language... <laughs> oh, go ahead. That's a funny one. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's your language, right? Mm, yeah. So at right. that point, and my, the, I guess the question, once again, I'm posing a lot of questions but mm, the good. question that I want to bring up is what is our language and should we suppress it and is it healthy to suppress our language is it healthy and what is that doing to us and most importantly the kids who were growing up right so my little mm. nephews and my nieces because I'm really concerned with our kids if they see me express myself a certain way and then I talk to someone else and they see that switch that yeah. happens as a nine-year-old, as a 10-year-old. What is that doing to them? Is it saying to them that, you know what, your actual culture doesn't is not up to par and that you got to, you get what I'm saying, yeah. emulate yeah. this other culture to yeah. sound professional, to sound serious? I, 
I think what you're trying to say, trying to ask is like, are we teaching our kids that what we are is not good enough for everyone else? Yes. So I think that there are different ways to kind of attack that. Like my parents, I feel like attack that by trying to minimize like the black side, the Hispanic side and moving us into white areas, like immersing us in a different culture mm-hmm. so that we would become almost like natives of that culture rather than our own. And Right. In some ways, I I wish I went to schools with more Hispanic kids, more uh, black people. Like, I kind of lost the like, yeah, the aspect of being able to like code switch <laughs> in and be one of the people. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, but I don't think I don't, yeah I don't think that's the way to go necessarily. But it is a way. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think kind of following up, you know. Uh, how like you know what are we teaching our kids and and I think like so I have like this conversation with you know I I do a youth ministry or work a lot volunteer for a youth ministry and there's a lot of Spanish and Spanish kids there primarily Mm -hmm. primarily Spanish Mm -hmm. there's a couple black kids too Mm -hmm. Um, but these kids are like you know different um, in a sense of that I identify, yo, if you hear all these sirens, we live in a hood, what you want? <laughs> like, not, <laughs> um, they found us. <laughs> what you want to do, right? Like, right. Um, no, but like, in, in, uh, <laughs> in, in all realness, is, uh, you know, these kids come from stories that I identify with, you know, like, right. <clears throat> whether it's, you know, being a child of an immigrant mm-hmm. or growing up poor mm-hmm. and all these other stuff. And then, like, I identify with that in terms of who they are. But I also can see the imposed like perception of others that they should be a certain way yeah. mm-hmm. and so as they're growing up in school right they're mm-hmm. expected to act and look a certain way you know <clears throat> when i was in school obviously they, they didn't let you wear hats they didn't let you do anything that right. would somehow yeah. represents gang mentality you know mm-hmm. some kind mm-hmm. of gang representation mm-hmm. but you know the other part is like some of these guys, you know, they like, that's part of their culture. For the black kids, you know, they were very immersed into the hip-hop culture, right? And they liked it, and, and they wanted to dress a certain way, not because they're gang-related, mm-hmm. but because they want to be a certain way. But in order for them to get a job, right, an mm-hmm. interview, they would say, oh, you can't wear that. You can't do that. You can't do this. And for me, it always goes back to, like, what am I teaching these kids that because they wear, you know, their ancestral, uh, you know, traditional clothing, you're somehow viewed as some kind of exotic, weird, different thing, and you shouldn't be that. When you go into an interview, you know, am I going to tell this kid why? I mean, that's just the questions that I always come back to. It's not so much like, what am I teaching the kid? But it's like, also, what have I come to learn? Mm -hmm. A business suit is better than somebody who, you know, is in just normal clothes. You know, you look at some of these millionaires, they don't wear business suits, you know, mm-hmm. but somehow it's always attributed to that, that you look more professional, you look cleaner. I've been told just by the way I dress to say, hey, you know, you don't dress uh, like other, what do you say, yeah. other Latinos, right? right. You don't you yeah. don't dress like what you would expect an MS or whomever to look like. Mm-hmm. And, and is that a compliment? Who yeah. am I? I mean, I dress this way because I like the style, mm-hmm. but then you start getting into this you know, weird realm of existentialism of like, like, why do I even like it? Yeah. Why do I like it in the first place? Is somebody marketing me this way? Am I fitting Mm. this mold? So I don't want to go into the realm of like, what am I telling my kid to say like, Oh, you need to be this or you need that. My parents is similar to Melanie is that not so much that they try to suppress, you know, the, our culture, but then some ways they celebrated where they could, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and they, and they told me who I was, where they were from, their story, everything that came to be. 
And, you know, they encouraged me to speak Spanish, you know, uh, to learn the language. They told me to, you know, we, we went to like certain cultural events. Mm -hmm. um, we did all these things. And to me, it was just like, this isn't something that you should be ashamed of, but something that is celebrated. Um, and then they also taught me good moral principle values of just like being a functioning human being mm -hmm. and respecting mm -hmm. each other and expecting other people's culture um, and their uh, identities as well. So what I'm getting at is that I think what we should be focused on teaching our kid is not so much what mold they need to fit into, mm -hmm. but more that they're freely able to express whomever they are, mm -hmm. knowing mm -hmm. very well whether you're black, brown, or black and brown. Mm -hmm. That's tied to your identity indefinitely. You right. can't. Yeah. I'm not yeah. taking that away from you ever. Nobody right. takes your black card or your Spanish card because you look, talk, and dress a certain Same way. way. Yeah. Right. Sure, there are like whitewashed people. But that doesn't make them any less black, you know? Like, right. we, there's so Very many different, you know what I mean? Like, Very so what I'm trying to get at is, like, I shouldn't teach my kid to be more white or be more black, but I should teach them who they are and mm -hmm. where they come from. Identity. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, let, and let them express themselves. Right, yeah. right. Identity. Very important. So, you mm -hmm. know, to me, you know, it goes back to what we were saying. And, like, you got to ask yourself, what is your identity? In my case, it's, you know, Senegalese. Mm. Um, at the foundation, right? American at the right after that. You get what I'm saying? I'm a mixture of these two societies because obviously, you know, Senegal being where I'm from, America being the place that I spent most of my life in. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. I, I'm just bound to have those two um, cultures married mm -hmm. and yeah. I embody those two cultures, right? So at the end of the day, yes, um, we all different in a sense we all have our identities but it's more important to ask yourself who you are as a person mm -hmm. and are you suppressing your identity mm -hmm. and why do you why do you do it for you know i think this is important for us to have our view our, our, our almost said viewers yeah, <laughs> our listeners more viewers yeah. as you view this audio stream <laughs> right, right as you view in this audio yeah. stream but not really I, to our listeners once again i think if we can evoke you know the question of who are you as a person and, you know, what is code switching doing to you? Yeah. you know, or, why, or why do you code switch? Why do you yeah. code switch? Yeah. And is it showing our intricacy? Like, is it literally showing the fact that we are multifaceted people? Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And that we can fit into these boxes and that's a good thing. Or is it detrimental to us? Mm -hmm. You know, once yeah. again, going back to our kids seeing us and going, oh, but when dad talks to, or when mom talks to yeah. the, you know, the, the whatever, she switches. And why does she have to be up to mm -hmm. par? You know, why doesn't her um, her identity suffice? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. I, that's just what I wanted to talk about today, man. And I think, for me, it's a very important question because I battle with it. Like, I, you know, my identity. Yo, I'm black. I'm African. Very proud of that. I think I don't have to tell nobody about how much I'm proud mm -hmm. of being African. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like, you talk to me, you understand my blackness. Yeah. Like, I love the beauty of it. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it's mm -hmm. like, how do we balance out the two? Yeah. You know, yeah. especially with the kids. Like, what are we bequeathing um, to our kids? Yeah. So, like, I mean, to kind of go back to the point, like, my parents did teach me to be proud of my history. I'm mm -hmm. a proud black woman. I'm a proud Latina woman. Uh -huh. But at the same time, it's like, knowing who you relate to, like, knowing who your true self is, Brian, you talked about this earlier, is harder to do when you mix more and more combinations inside. Yeah, yeah. True, true. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I know 
who I am, but how do other people perceive me? Mm -hmm. I've gotten the, oh, you're black, but you're not black, black. Oh, you're Latina, but you're not Latina. Latina. I've gotten that so many times that I start to question, like, how am I presenting myself? And I think that's why it made this such a good topic, and that's why I was interested in it. Gotcha. Beautiful, man. (laughs) No, I think, um, you know... That that's that's a good observation, and, and you know, many people will probably identify through that struggle as like, you know, as we kind of always talk about that mold is, you know, no one's no one's attributed you know to speak like as an intellect, right? Right. If you sound intellectual, doesn't mean you're not Spanish or any because I'm not of using course. slang words. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, I think like we really need to start like I said, start thinking about you know who is it that I am, mm-hmm. why do I code switch, mm-hmm. and then how am I you know gonna kind of translate this language and how I've learned to come and function in this world right. to my children right. yeah. uh, in a very healthy way so uh, if you're listening have any kind of feedback or comments uh, you can go to our Instagram that's the black and brown um, you know or you can go to our, our, our website which is the black and brown show.com and give us your feedback there we also have an email uh, the black and brown at gmail.com um, and you can kind of send us back there uh, any feedback on this topic. This is definitely a huge topic. Yes. Uh, so this is just one aspect of it in the professional setting, but we'll dive a little bit more maybe amongst friends. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. friends. Yes, um, definitely. Even even where you are in terms of your, your, your culture, your heritage, all this different stuff that right. we want to kind of dive into. Right. So, um, yeah. And then we just want to say thank you to our listeners, man. Oh, my goodness. We've oh, been, yeah, man. Yeah, the numbers have been incredible. So, you know, we want to say... We got three listeners. <laughs> That's incredible. All three in this car right now. We're in the hundreds right now. We're in the hundreds. So, I was trying to be humble. Yeah, right, right. And I do say that with all humility. Um, yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, really, though, thank you to you guys. And thank you for people who actually um, have taken the time to write us feedback yeah you know what i mean we really do appreciate it we will try to take it into into account and just to make sure that you know some of the um um issues that you guys have raised will be incorporated in our future um topic i mean future um podcast yeah so Mm -hmm. thank you guys we really do and we want to thank melanie Oh, that's what that's what I thought you were gonna yeah. think. No, no, no. Of course, but uh, and I wanted to thank not you. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, we want to thank you for really showing up and you know being one of our you know yeah. definitely prime supporters. We our really first do. guest, yeah, man. first guest, man. That's that's, that's cool. big for us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you for being here. I honestly didn't think mm. we'd get a guest this early because I thought like I nobody want to be talking to us. <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, you know you welcome anytime. I mean, literally next time around, so. you welcome to come over and. And, you know, speak your mind. Obviously, we're not, once again, we're just going to re- reiterate on this. I'm not speaking for all yeah. black people. I'm yeah. not speaking for all Africans. I'm not speaking for all Senegalese. I am speaking for me, right? I'm just opining on issues that, you know, and, you know, my viewpoints. That's exactly what I'm doing. Right, and right. I think it goes for you guys, too. You guys no, are no. not speaking yeah, yeah, no. for everyone. Okay, <laughs> apparently, apparently, Brian is speaking for all Latinos. What I say goes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Everyone. Yo, no, apparently, Brian is speaking <laughs> for everyone. So, you know what I mean? But yeah. really, though, you yeah, know, no, we, yeah, no. I think they get it. And, right. And yeah. from our feedback, people tend to, to understand that. Right. Too, so. yeah, yeah, definitely. So well, this was a, definitely a longer one. Definitely longer But it was one. good. Yeah. I, mean, I think it was uh, worth it. Yeah, and... So we won't really do what's up with you, but um, again, we just wanted to, unless you wanted to. No, I'm, nah, I'm okay, good. Okay. We'll do it next week. Um, so anyways, give us your feedback. We'll be uploading this uh, Friday. So if you're already hearing it, it's Friday. But yeah, we'll be uploading new episodes every Friday. 
uh, that's our plan. Uh, if something happens, it's call the police. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> they no, found it's, us. It's, the it's, number is 911. <laughs> so I know. If something happens, um, it's probably, we'll let you guys know ahead of time either way. Absolutely. So, uh, we appreciate it. Again, the support. And how do we sign off again? So, oh, there you go. <laughs> once again, I'm Al. And I'm Brian. And I'm Melanie. And, and this, this is Black and Brown. Brown. Signing off. <laughs>